Welcome to the Bruce Siski Show. Follow the Bruce Siski Show on Twitter to interact anytime. Got something on your mind? You can text Bruce during the show by using the short code 84454. You're listening to the Bruce Siski Show on 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 1012, it is a Thursday morning. 2nd of November 2023, Bruce Siski Show here on KDAL as the sun breaks through the clouds in downtown Duluth. Ah, don't worry, it's still cold outside. Uh, coming up, we'll talk to UMV Volleyball 5th-year senior Hope Schenk in the last home games of her Bulldog career will take place this weekend, uh, tonight and Saturday at Romano Gym on the UMD campus. We'll preview that, talk about uh, what she's had going on this year and what she's got going on after UMD. All that about 1040 or so. Joining us now from the Duluth News Tribune, therinklive.com, Matt Wellens. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Bruce. How are there's you? How no, are you? Uh, there's, uh, you said there's sun in Duluth. There's, uh, there's none up, up the North Shore. Oh, right that's now. what you get so for moving up the North Shore. I don't know what to tell you. I, it's Right now I've got sunshine breaking through the clouds in downtown Duluth. I have a I have a Culver's within like two minutes of me. Does that <laughs> make it a little brighter? That I that actually would, I think. That that would help. Okay. <laughs> I'm actually in my mind right now, I'm trying to decide Sun or Culver's, Sun or Culver's. And I I, I I can't decide. That probably says a lot about me as a as a person as well as my uh heart health. But anyways. Yeah, anyways. It's been a tough week. These, I mean, I don't even know how to lead into this. We, we've talked a lot this week on this show, on this station, on our family of stations about Adam Johnson. Um, you know, we both found out about the same time on Saturday what was going on and, and then ultimately that he had lost his life as a result of, of a, a skate cut to the neck during a hockey game in England on Saturday. Uh, I guess I'll just kind of lead this with, you know, what 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 do we know right now? I know there's still an investigation going on in England. Um, I I'll be honest, Bruce. I haven't dove a lot into it. Um, I mean, yeah, you know, I was talking with Tom Olson, our our crime reporter, at the News Tribune yesterday, and and joking with him uh, if he had any expertise in in uh, the the British legal system and uh, English crime law and whatever it, it, it is. Um, like, that's just not on my mind, you know? Like, yeah. that's still not what's on my mind with Adam. And I think anytime you have a, a, a sudden death like this, you know, in America or whatever, you're, you're going to have, um, you know, you're, you're going to have the police investigate it and everything like that. But it, it, it's still just not the thing on my mind, Bruce. Like, um, you know, Weston Mashad, I, I was able to, to con- I connected with a, a number of former teammates of Adams, whether they were Bulldogs or Weston Mashad was is, was playing with him, sat on the ice uh, or, or at the arena in, in Notting in Sheffield playing for Nottingham with him, and and um, a lot of these guys have, have asked for time before talking and sharing memories about adam and and i'm i'm giving them that time because uh i'm not as a cold-hearted uh, hardened journalist as a, as i think i am some sometimes you know i'm not going to push these guys to if they're emotionally not ready to, to talk about um losing their friend and teammate yet but yeah it's just not on my mind like the the criminal investigation i don't know if, from what i 
heard for, from people who were there, Bruce, like Weston Mashaw has gone on, 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 on X, formerly known as Twitter, and, and spoke about it. Um, players from Nottingham Panthers have gone out. Like, it, it, this doesn't seem like anything criminal. And I guess sometimes people's emotions get the best of them when, when you lose someone you love and you want to make sure everything's covered. But I, I just keep, you know, my mind still goes to um, how can this be prevented in hockey moving forward? I loved what Luke Lohite mm-hmm. had to say yesterday at that press conference, and that's coming from someone who's a, who's a father of two um, and has got a kid who's learning how to skate right now. And um, I love that Luke said he he is going to try neck protection, not only to protect himself, but because he wants to set an example and, and make a statement for, for younger generations and such. And, um, you know, I, I thought that was that was good to hear because <laughs> I texted my wife on Sunday morning, Bruce, um, and said we got to get neck protection for for Jack and such. We can't, you know. I I admittedly had never thought about it much before. Never really crossed my mind. My kid played um, hockey, Matt, for uh, competitively for something like thirteen years, twelve or thirteen years, and I don't think he wore one once. And I will be honest, not once did it cross my mind that he should wear it. Yeah, it just didn't cross yeah. our mind, and it, and it probably should have. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of hindsight that we can all uh, do right now, and and such, um, and Monday morning quarterbacking about neck protection. But it's out there, and 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 I think everyone should at least be trying it and such. Um, you know, I had read USA Hockey had put out that there that you know they don't know if it's a hundred percent reliable on on protecting. Um, you know, from catastrophic injuries like like Adams um, and such. Uh, but there's also like not a lot of data out there. So maybe we all need to start wearing them. If everyone's wearing them, the technology can be improved. They could be made more comfortable. Um, you know, so they don't impact you on the ice and everything like that as as much. Um, and hopefully, we can make it a, a regular piece of equipment. I mean, hey, you know, guys have brought up this week. Uh, there's a few NHLers that talk about how not everyone was was wearing helmets when they started and stuff. And you know, face shields you had to force on people and and such. And and the game is just so different. It was interesting, you know, Maura Kroll talking about how she maybe got her skates sharpened. Like, what did she say? Like once a month? Yeah, or, once every couple uh, of weeks. Yeah, yeah, once every couple of weeks. And and now you know, players are having blades swapped out. Um, you know, in practice, I, I always joke with the equipment managers that I'd love to see at the Frozen Four a uh, competition between equipment managers. Yeah. You know, they have like they have Carb Day at, at at the Indy 500. I want I want that at the Frozen Four. Um, I want to know who can switch out a skate blade the fastest in in college hockey uh, among all the equipment managers. And, and I got faith in Garnsey that he could uh, Chris Garner he could win that competition because he's pretty good. Um, but it's just everyone's faster, stronger. The blades are sharper. Um, you know, we need better protection out there for, and that's the neck. You got the wrists, you got calves, you got all of that um, and such. So um, th- these are the things that are in, in my mind right now. Not um, Not that we need to find justice or whatever it is people are seeking. For, for Adam's death. It's, no. it's just an awful, 
awful tragedy, and I think we need to um, find a way to make sure this doesn't happen again. Find a way to, to pull some good out of this. I uh, I will echo those sentiments, uh, and and you know, to me, justice is finding out the truth, it, it, whatever the truth is, and and you know, I. I I will trust the police in South Yorkshire who have said this is going to take time, that they are going to do the due diligence, and they are going to find anything that needs to be found. They will find it, and they will report back when that happens. And in the meantime, I'm with you. Uh, you know, first off, I you know trying to be there for my bulldog family has been a, a priority this week, and that's why I went down to the rink on Tuesday and saw some people and 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 tried to and tried to check on on those that are involved in the program and have been for a really long time and have gotten to know Adam. And, and those players are there for each other, and that's great. They're a family, and I love that. And also, like you said, trying to do what we can to to get the word out about this and 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 try to find a way to make sure this doesn't happen again that 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 we don't have another life cut short because available protection was not being used and and that's you know I I'm with you Luke Lowheit 100% tip of the cap I put that up there on on the X the Twitter we're going to call it yesterday I meant every word of it I I think he deserves all the credit for not just saying this is about protecting myself but also making sure he points out that it's about setting an example for the young kids that because they need to see that this stuff's okay to wear that's where this all it's you know Maura Kroll even said you know why why aren't we doing this because it doesn't look cool yeah, a lot of them aren't doing it because it doesn't look cool. So make it where it doesn't matter if it looks cool because they see their favorite athlete doing it. And I salute the Pittsburgh Penguins as well. You know, Kyle Dubas, the GM there, and Mike Sullivan, the head coach, because they've got four of their players that are already practicing today with neck protection sleeves on. Marcus Pedersen, Eric Carlson, Lars Eller, and Ryan Graves all wearing it at practice today. And I got to guarantee, I, I, I got to think I should say, I'm not quite guarantee. Well, I, I can virtually guarantee you, Matt, I mean, a lot more NHL players wearing this stuff in the coming months once they, once they get access to it. Yeah, like that's the hard part right now, isn't it? it Bruce is, is trying to get access. Yeah. Everyone, you know, on Sunday, heck, I was, you know, my wife and I were out there researching what do you get, you know, uh, a young kid, you know, what, what are the sizes and everything and, and availability and, and the stuff went quick. Um, you know, I, 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 I'm guessing all the manufacturers didn't exactly have a ton of, you know, sitting in their warehouses ready to go because it wasn't flying off the shelves. It was, it was a smaller segment of, of hockey players that were wearing it and using it. Most leagues don't require it. You know, in, in Duluth, it's optional. Um, Minnesota hockey makes it optional, and that's because USA Hockey recommends it, but it, it's still optional. And, um, you know, it's interesting talking to Maura Kroll. She was talking about how far, like, you know, how neck protections change. She w- said she wore it a little bit when she was growing up. Luke Lohide mentioned he wore it as, as a kid as, as well um, growing up. But it was big. It was bulky. It was hot. Um, you know, it was not ideal equipment. Um, who knows? Maybe it wasn't exactly safe for adults to wear um, because it, maybe it limited your know, your range of mobility of your neck. You know, hockey is a sport. You know, to steal the old cliche that I don't exactly love, but you know, you gotta keep your head on a, on a swivel and such. Um, know where the puck and opponent is at all times. And um, but now, when you look at what's out there, um, I don't know. It doesn't look like it. I, 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 I've heard a number of players say, "Hey." We'll get used to it, and in, a, in 10 years, it'll be a, a, a normal thing. Just like helmets, everyone got used to 
the the helmets. Um, well, almost everyone. I don't I don't know if Red Berenson and Mickey Redman are are out there wearing helmets in those uh, Detroit Red Wings alumni games, but they might be the the last two. We got almost everyone uh, wearing some sort of face shield. I, I, I do wonder if, if that's ever going to change after, um, you know, we saw an NHL player almost lose an eye because a, a, a skate pops up. Hockey's a crazy sport, Bruce. I mean, we talk about the dangers of football, um, but hockey, you got bodies flying around out there as well and, and razor blades on, on people's uh, feet. And, um, you know, I, I thought it was great to hear that the NCAA actually, uh, Rick Gopkin at Mercyhurst, had brought the Scott talked about this, but um, the NCAA um, ISOC committee, <laughs> this came up, you know, cut protection came up at at their meeting in in May and such. And Rick Dockin at Mercyhurst was 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 pushing that they need to look into it. Um, that players need to be uh, goalies. Apparently, I'm not entirely familiar with this. It's something I'd like to talk to Zach Stayskull and, and Matt Teason about in the in the future. Here is. Um, you know, goalies wearing Kevlar protection and stuff like that. Um, that's obviously a position that's at at risk, not from flying pucks, but bodies crashed at them. We all know what what happened to Alex Stalock yep. and, and how that you know set back his career. It'd be interesting to to know where he would be at today if he didn't have to to fight through through that um, cut and such. Um, yeah, just any way you can make the sport safer. Because um, no one, no one should, no one should die playing a game they love, Bruce. No, like, no one should have to go out there fearing. I, it's a dangerous sport. There's always going to be risk, but um, you just shouldn't have to fear going out there and, and dying. Hockey's a great game. It's a great sport. Um, no one should be afraid going out on the ice. Um, no parent should be sitting in the stand watching their kid. Um, afraid that they're going to get caught or something out there um we got to do what we can i agree matt wellens the Luke news tribune the you know the, the hard thing now is you know you have to move on and and you, it's not like you have a a week to do so the, the bulldogs play the gophers this weekend these are very important games for umd and they do it you know in the shadow of what's happened and and you know part of part of this to me matt is you know not only you have to get ready for this team but you've got to make sure you can channel your emotions in, in as much a positive way as possible going onto the ice tomorrow night yeah i'm i'm still you know scott made that comment about that he's made it a couple times now he said it to us, said it to Mike Russo, that, that Saturday game in Cornell. Uh, yeah. And I can't repeat it. I'm not no. going to repeat it on Please, on please don't. Please. Because uh, I don't have the money for the FCC fines. But basically, he didn't give a uh, poo about, the, uh, about Saturday's game. And, and that night, I, I was having a hard time focusing as yep. well as I was covering that, Bruce. And I'm still having a hard time focusing on this weekend's game against the Gophers. And I do want, like, I think – this has hit the entire hockey world, Bruce. Like, I think it's going to be on every, you know, the NHL and some of the minor leagues have had a chance, right, to get some games in already. Um, I think this is going to be on the mind of every college hockey player in the NCAA on, on Friday night when they hit the ice. I think it's, it's not just going to be the Bulldogs. It's not just going to be the Gophers. Um, you know, it's going to hit the Bulldogs probably more than anyone. It's going to be tough. That Gophers program, there's probably a number of guys that had 
had ties in, in some way to, to Adam Johnson and, and, and his family. You know, the Minnesota hockey family is pretty close. So um, that's going to be a tough game, I think, for everyone on, on Friday. And um, I'm, I'm guessing – I don't, I don't want to – I don't want to guess what the – going to be going through the Bulldogs' mind. I mean, I think it's going to be a tough night yeah. for everyone, you know, in the NCAA. You know, the women have talked – we talked to them this week about it. It's on their mind. Um, I think it's just going to be tough for any hockey player that first time stepping back out there. Um, just like I'm sure, you know, we heard NFL players after the DeMar Hamlin incident, you know, they that those thoughts started crossing their mind when they went out there. So um, I understand it's an important game and a big series for the fans. Um you know, I, I hope fans show compassion to, to everyone out on the ice uh, this weekend a little bit because um, there's something else going through the back of, of everyone's mind out there when they go out there to, to play this weekend. And, and once the game gets going, um, you know, I'm sure it'll, it'll, it'll drop back and we'll all get into hockey mode. But, um, yeah, I think there's just more important things in the sport right now than – than, than wins and losses. At least that's where it's like for me as a, as a writer at this point. Well, we talk about safety, uh, Matt. We got about a minute left. Uh, if you had if you had a bet, would you say that we're going to have a mandatory neck and wrist protection in NCAA hockey next year? You know, I brought this up to Mora, right? Like this is the, the NCAA has been more cautious than any hockey league. They're still the ones that are requiring everyone, men's and women's, to wear their cages or the full bubble shields, right? They've been trying, and especially on the men's side, to get to half shields forever, and the NCAA wouldn't budge. Um, if you're not going to, you know, I can't see why the NCAA wouldn't rubber stamp this right away and say we're going to require neck guards um, even before anyone even asks for it. I, I, I'd be shocked if, if they didn't. It wouldn't make a lot of sense, Bruce, if you're against, if you're against neck guards, but uh, you want face shields. So. Uh, I'd be shocked if next year net guards aren't required in all the NCAA. DuluthNewsTribune.com for all of Matt's coverage this weekend. Matt, thank you as always. I'll see you tomorrow, man. Thanks, Bruce. Be good. Matt Wellens, Duluth News Tribune, DuluthNewsTribune.com. Very wise words, in my opinion. As we roll on here, 1030, UMB volleyball team home this weekend for the last time in the regular season, Senior Day. Saturday, we'll talk to one of the outgoing seniors, fifth-year senior, Hope Schenken. Joins the radio show next. Bruce Siski show on a Thursday on KDAL. This is the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. We'll talk Minnesota basketball after this. We are professionals. We are family and friends. We are volunteers. We are community partners. We are a team dedicated to helping you succeed. We help protect and serve America's businesses. When you need us, we're here to help. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Rated A-plus superior by AM Best Company. The Golden Gopher men's basketball team will host McAllister for an exhibition game tonight at Williams Arena at 7 o'clock. Gopher fans will get their first glimpse of Isaiah Enan in more than two years as he returns from two separate season-ending knee injuries. And he says he's ready to go. Extremely excited, you know. Having missed two years of playing, uh, the sport I love, like I'm, I can't wait for the season to start. So, How do you feel? You feeling good, feeling full strength and ready to roll? Yeah, I mean, I feel great. I, I just got to give credit to uh, our strength and uh, conditioning staff, our, our trainers, uh, coaches who kind of just helped me throughout the whole process to rebuild my body. 
I'm, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in my life, honestly. And, yeah, I'm just excited to go out there and play again. I think there's been a lot of talk uh, amongst fans because they haven't been able to watch you. You know, is Isaiah an inside guy? Is he an outside guy? Is he both? What kind of role will he fill? So can you help us answer some of those questions based on, on how you feel and what the preseasons look like? I mean, I would say that that my biggest S is just my versatility. Like, I can be both an outside guy and an inside guy. And so um, just kind of trying to be that uh, matchup nightmare on offense and on defense and just fully taking advantage of my size, but also my skill set. That's Isaiah Enan, and that's the Golden Gopher Daily Update. I'm Mike Grimm. Our American Stories. This is how you do it. Weeknights on KDAL. Got news coming up, and then the UMV volleyball team is home for the last time in the regular season. Southwest Minnesota State tonight, Sioux Falls for Senior Day, Saturday at Romano Gym. Had a chance earlier this morning to chat with UMV fifth-year senior Hope Schenken. And that conversation comes your way next as we continue on a Thursday morning. Bruce Siski Show, 610-103.9, KDAL, 1036 our time, CBS News Now. The Bruce Siski Show. I heard you having money problems. No, you didn't. Listen, I got the answer. You declare bankruptcy, all your problems go away. How would that help, Creed? In Monopoly, you go bankrupt, you lose. You don't go by Monopoly, man. That game is nuts. Nobody just picks up get-out-of-jail-free cards. Those things cost thousands. That is a good point. Bankruptcy, Michael, is nature's do-over. It's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. On 610 and FM 103.9 KDAL. 10.42. Tomorrow, I will not be here. Dave will be handling things. Should be able to tape with Gophers coach Bob Motzko here this morning, and then you'll have that tomorrow as well as whatever else Dave cooks up from 10 until 11. We'll be live from 3M Arena at Mariucci tomorrow night, 6.30 for the coverage. How about 6.25 for our Adam Johnson montage tribute, and then a 7 o'clock start against the Gophers. UMV volleyball team is home this weekend to take on Southwest Minnesota State tonight at Romano Gym, then Sioux Falls on Saturday, Senior Day Saturday. Here's my conversation with UMV fifth-year senior out of Deer River, Hope Schenken. Last home weekend, we'll talk about that in a second, but I want to go back way, way, way back. What got you into volleyball? Oh, my goodness. Well, kind of funny. I actually was more back in basketball for a while, and then all of a sudden, I just wanted to try something different. And so seventh grade was actually sort of my start for uh, when I really um, wanted to try volleyball. So, growing up in Deer River, uh, what drew you to UMD as as you were advancing through high school and and, and doing the things you did at that level? Uh, what was the draw that brought you to become a bulldog? Oh gosh, well, <clears throat> yeah, only being from Deer River, two hours away, I definitely always looked up to UMD and it's such a cool campus and then I just um my 10th grade year I really visited the campus and when I you know had the opportunity to become a bulldog I decided that's something I definitely wanted to do we're talking to UMD fifth year senior Hope Schenk and can you believe that you're a fifth year senior I mean my goodness I know you graduated last year what you working on this year so this year I'm really just focusing on you know, using my experience and just being here for a while to to really become um, a leader on the team and just to use that experience to help out my team, especially the younger girls who 
had questions, whether it's about even just classes or the game in general. How valuable is that? I mean, you, you had it when you got into the program, you had those leaders that you looked up to, and now you're one of them. What, what is, you know, you, you know it from being a younger player in the program. What does that mean for a younger player to, to have you know, the, the leadership that you guys have provided for them as seniors? It's huge. I remember looking up to the girls, yeah, when I was in a freshman, like I'm still in contact with some of those girls today, and just to be able to even hear about their lives now and how, you know, important these last seasons are. I would love if, like, a freshman reached out to me when they're seniors and, and just tell them how important those years are and just to truly enjoy it. Uh, we mentioned you graduated last year. What, uh, what's the academic focus been for you this year? Oh, yeah. So actually, it's funny. I only have one class this, this fall, and I'm, uh, like, working a little bit um, remote part-time for an internship I did this summer. So it's been pretty relaxed for when it comes to school. But it's definitely been nice to focus more on volleyball since it is my last season. I was going to say that that does give you a chance to focus on volleyball, and I know it's been kind of topsy turvy yeah. this year for you guys. But uh, you know, how do you feel about you know even looking back to last week, you had a really good, uh, really good match at Winona. How good do you feel heading down the stretch here? I think we're feeling pretty good. I mean, we've had some unexpected uh, losses, I would say, but I think we're definitely um, feeling good and just working together as a team to try and you know, fix some of the things offensively and just, just stay balanced and um, stay together as a team. For those that, that sit in the stands, when you walk into Romano Gym to watch a volleyball match, it almost feels like it's almost an automatic win. You guys have always been so good at home. It hasn't worked out your way this year. If, can you put your finger on why you guys have struggled a little bit on the home floor compared to past years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I got a little bit of cold here. That's fine. Um, yeah, I think I don't, I'm honestly not sure. I just think part of it is that, like, um, we lost uh, Sid Lanou last year. She was a fifth year, and she was like, just a huge leader on the court. And so I think we're trying to, like, still find that person out there that's going to, you know, hold us together no matter what and when we're, you know, to really fire us up. And so we've just been kind of trying to find that leader this year. And I think that that could be definitely a little bit part of it. Also, um, I, I, yeah, I think we just need to start clicking offensively, but a lot of it just, you know, comes down to us just um, having the grit towards the end and just pushing through those, those tough points and not letting runs happen either um, when, we do, when we do get some down points. It's like we got to fight back and get those points back. When you guys are having those down moments, what, is, what does your experience do there to help you? Because you guys have been through so much over your five years in the program. Yeah, I was going to say, we do have a lot of um, upperclassmen, too. And so I think when we are down, we just, you know, as upperclassmen, we just rally around each other and just say, like, one point at a time, and, like, each set is a brand-new set. Um, we know that, you know, when, once a new set comes, it's like it's 0-0 zero, zero again. We just need to keep pushing and, and uh, work together. I know I just said you're a fifth year, uh, but that being said, you haven't played a ton really, and, and it's not it's no. not it's not your fault. You had the, the COVID <laughs> year, of course, and nobody played, yeah. and, and you had the injury, and then you couldn't play with that. You know what's it been like here? You've been able to string together, knock on wood, a, a couple of healthy seasons in a row. What's what's that experience been like for you? It's been super great. I'm honestly just so blessed that I even had a normal season last year. I I remember saying after that season, like, if that's all I got, I was just super excited because that was 
all I could ask for at that point after everything that had happened. So it's just been really good to really experience playing on the court. Um, I, I learned so much off the court, and then to be able to bring it on the court, was it's been really, really fun. You wore that big bulky brace last year. You aren't wearing yeah. it this year. Is that is that just kind of a sign of how good you feel this year? You know, as opposed to coming off of that injury last year. Yeah, I definitely feel much uh, much better without the brace. I just feel lighter, like I'm able to move better for sure. And yeah, I'm just more confident. I've been working out so that I was felt really strong on it, and I don't worry about it anymore. You've got Southwest Minnesota State at Ramada Gym tonight. Hope Schenken joining us, fifth-year senior for the UMD volleyball team, yeah, a, a team that got you in four sets in Marshall earlier this year. Your thoughts on the Mustangs, a very good team tonight. Yeah, they're very good. Um, we're super excited to play them. I think we just need to be really consistent when we play them. And they, you know, they're, they're a solid team. They're very scrappy. They, they serve really tough. So I think we're just going to need to really – do our thing and um, be as offensive as we can just be the aggressors the entire game I know it's a match day you're focused on Southwest but uh, Saturday is senior day when you play Sioux Falls at Romano what's going to be going through your mind as as you are one of the uh, the seniors honored before that match I'm just crazy that I'm finally the senior we've celebrated so many seniors as I've been here and it's just crazy now that this is my turn and just going to try to soak it all in and just enjoy enjoy the game and realize that it's got enjoy every game that we have the rest of the season you guys are trying to make a conference tournament too so these are important matches this weekend yeah they really are yeah for sure what are your post plan post umd plans um i'm actually uh, getting married in june and so i'm moving to bemidji and starting a job in january so got a few different things going on <laughs> Uh, wedding planning and get and starting a job that that's a lot go, yeah. that, and one and plus you know college life at the same time that's a lot yeah it kind of is yep it's been it's been very busy that's for sure but i'm enjoying it <laughs> all right so how much of the wedding planning is on you and how much is on your fiance <laughs> um oh my goodness well i definitely he's he's involved for sure like he'll ask questions and stuff but i kind of like initiate things and then we'll talk about stuff but I'm uh, I'm very organized in that way, so I actually really enjoy doing it. So I haven't I haven't minded doing most of it. <laughs> that is Bulldog fifth year senior Hope Schenken. Bulldogs wrapping up their home schedule this weekend as they take on Southwest Minnesota State six p.m. today. Sioux Falls four o'clock Saturday at Romano Gym for Senior Day tickets. UMDBulldogs.com. Wrap it up in a moment. Ten fifty on KDAL. Your Twin Ports home for Gopher football. Zone touchdown. Golden Gophers. KDAL. 10.59 on this Thursday. I'm out tomorrow heading down to the cities for game one of the UMD Minnesota series. Dave will fill in. We'll have Bob Motzko, Gophers coach, going to go tape with him momentarily, I hope, and have that for you on the radio show tomorrow. And then join us 6.25 tomorrow night, special start time from 3M Arena at Mariucci. Brad Bennett up next to sound off, take you through a Thursday. Thank you for listening. Have a good day, all right? This has been the Bruce Siski Show. Hit us up on Twitter at Bruce Siski Show and let us know what you think. No, yes, no, well.
No, I, I crossed my mind. Visit KDAL610.com to podcast today's show anytime. What'd you say? Listen to shows on demand and download for free. You can also subscribe via Spotify or your favorite podcast app. This has been the Bruce Siski Show. CBS News is up next. For more than 80 years, KDAL 103.9, W28FBFF, and 610 KDAL Duluth Superior, a Midwest communication station. KDAL.